This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan on a Cowboys Victory Friday. Sure. What I want to know to start things out is, how's everybody feeling today? Are you fired up? Were you frustrated that you had a tough time against a JV NFL team? Were you like a win's a win? We're 12 and 4. Also, it's a shout out Friday if you want to get that going. 877 881 I am going to shout out the people working this show today. Who's bes- that? Besides me. It's you, Reginald Atatula. It is. And Joey Erickson, who he's bringing the heat today because. Why is that? He needs to justify his relationship. Now, I know oh. why he's dating his girlfriend, but hold on, Carter is, but she needs to decide if she's made a wise decision. And so Ooh. how he does in the show today, I think could dictate the future of the relationship. And Carter Freeman doesn't need to justify anything to anybody because he's just badass at his job. I mean, 30,000 YouTube subscribers, you see the content that pops up and on what did we, YouTube and, and yeah, Instagram we went, and all that. We increased tenfold in the span of, I don't know, not that long is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Is that a time mm-hmm. frame? I, I think in the counts. span of not that long, we went from 3,000 to 30,000 YouTube subscribers. So he doesn't need to prove anything to anyone. Damn Skippy. Joey, however, we'll see how it goes. Got the pressure today. Okay, that's right. That's right. So 877-881-1053. Here's how I phrased the first one. Cowboys win. So everybody's happy, right? Or probably not. No, nobody can ever be happy. Happiness is not something that will be granted to us mortals at any point in our lives. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. We're okay. just going to lean full nihilism today. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm, my thought process, can we have a little aside yes. real quick, Kevin? Yes. My thought process is if I go super negative, then folks will have no choice but to skew positive. You know? Okay. Can we try that? All do, right. Do, do you think that'll work? I think that's not a bad idea because I'll just take whatever counter argument is available. <laughs> and win, and right? so, yeah, I'll just go after that. No, and that's why I asked Sean in the cross is I was seriously curious is – do you look at the flaws that come along with this game? And if you want to break it down just on Dak, like rock on, more power to you. I'm never going to change your mind. But more importantly, the turnovers as a whole, regardless of whose fault it is, you have turnovers on three consecutive possessions for the yeah. first time in the Dak era. That's troublesome. I don't care who you're playing. So I get the flaws that come along with that. On the flip side, you've won 12 games in back-to-back years for the first time in 27 years. All right, so can I flip some of this on its head, or sure. attempt to at least, right? You did have that string of turnovers, a lull in a game in which, you know, in a one-game sample, that can be devastating. However, sure. the couple of times that you've done that, you've managed to win those games still. That's true. In this instance, you managed to cover still. Man, and like you just missed the over under, by the way, if this was a gambling like craziness, 
You beat the spread by half a point. You missed over under by half a point. Unless you were the under, and then you're super stoked there you go. that the over under was 40 and a half. Yeah, so um those those things remain the case. Now, the counterpoint can be said that was against the lowly Houston Texans and the Titans, who literally have not beat a team who have a winning record this season. Right. So yeah, you can point to those things. But I mean, when we start doing this, it really ends up being like a matter of framing. Yeah, how you view these things. And I think I exist kind of in the middle. Are you surprised to hear that? I mean, from you? No, I, not at all. Because I, I've been trying to juxtapose or, you know, juxtapose is the wrong word, but like make these two things jive, which is I see the things like from uh, the on the truckwreck.com text line. We had a texter who just said, guys, it's no different than last season. We're still winning games, but the back half of the season looked ugly. I see those things. Oh, but then I also I see disagree. The fact, I also see the fact that you you like. You look at all the numbers, you look at all the metrics, and this team is producing at a high level and winning football games. And I don't know that you can ask too much more of them in that instance. Okay, and so the thing I disagree with, like, I understand their point about, like, the second half of the season not looking as good as Mm -hmm. the first half of the season. But the second half of the season last year, you were losing to... Kansas City. You were losing to Arizona. You were losing to, look, I know the Denver game is in there too, and I still can't exactly figure that out either. Yeah. But you were losing to teams that you were like, these are your playoff competitors, right? Okay. Who are your playoff competitors in the second half, at least in terms of the NFC? Minnesota, you throttled them. The Giants, you beat them. The Eagles, you beat them. And I get it. But, but, but. That's what everyone's going to say, right? Like, I always say that. But, yeah. But Minnesota's not good. Okay, great. Well, they have a lot of wins. Oh, but New York, it was an eight-point game. Yeah, because you had a weird missed field goal and a garbage touchdown at the end of it. Oh, but Philadelphia didn't have Jalen Hurts. Cool. He doesn't play defense. Like, I'm not saying those were all perfect wins by any means. I just think you're playing better against better teams. Does that mean that this team is problem-free? Hell absolutely not. No, it doesn't. They always does it feel like I, I saw something from David Hellman last night that I thought was really savvy is this team wins mm-hmm. and they win a lot of games. Like in the last two years, they won 24 regular season games. That's a lot. But they always do something in or they frequently do something in these games that you're like, what? Is this team that good? Cause what is happening right now? Yeah, they don't they don't maximize what no. they have available to them, which makes me pose a question to you Kevin Hagelin do you think people would be happier as we're talking about happiness in this segment do you think people would be happier with a team that is objectively less good but always plays to the height of their potential because I think that that's some of what we're dealing with right now no like this is a team that that, is a good question this is a better team than last season yes agreed I think the, the similarity between this season and last season is that it feels like it's a team that does not always play to the maximum maximum of their potential and so my you're right. You're a million percent right about that. My counter argument would be, but I think you are maximizing significantly more against the better teams, which is what you're going to care about in two weeks. Well, if you get past the wild card round, because that right. team's not going to be particularly good. Is But you have been playing better against the better teams. This is where, and we talked about it in the cross, I think a lot of baggage comes along with that. And, and I have seen, not surprisingly, people are... All over the board. <laughs> from the from the 918, 
I'm disappointed. The Cowboys should have put this game out of reach by halftime and rest the starters in, in the second half, which we did talk about going into the game. This game played out as my worst nightmare, except for the loss, of course. Is midway through the third quarter, it was still a competitive game, and I knew people were going to be mad. And then from the 469, F the never satisfied haters. 12 and 4, baby. Shout out to Mike McCarthy for keeping this boat straight when we thought the season was over. Back to back playoffs. And then from the 940, bros, a win may be a win, but let's be real. They don't get past round two. And then another text comes in for the 817. They're 7 and 1 against playoff teams this year. So, not surprisingly, and I know I just read four. That is a fairly accurate representation right. of what's coming through on the fan That is a right microcosm now. of the whole, I think. But yeah, I, I'm I'm somewhere in between all those things because I do see, I, I subscribe to the idea that you you get in the playoffs and you shorten the sample down to one game. Yes, and anything can happen in one game. That's how this this uh, entire league is built. So you having a you know having a lapse in play for three drives could mean the difference in a in a in a game. You uh, lighting first downs on fire could put you in situations where you make it tougher. On your offense to, you know, pick up the first downs Hold and on. keep yourself on the field. Hold on. You said lighting on fire. Do you not think getting one and a half yards per first down on run is a good strategy? That's objective, objectively not a successful play. Okay. Like, what if I told you it's more like 1.7? Now. That's better. Still, technically better, but still. still not a successful. Like, we legitimately have something called success rate that can tell you whether a play is successful or not. Yeah. And that does not fit in the category. And for the person who says they're going to go out in the second round, I see, I get it. They will be, assuming Philly wins a game, they will be an underdog in the second round. Sure. Whether there's an upset and they play San Francisco or they end up playing Philadelphia, which would be the logical matchup, they will be an underdog in the second round. But I also feel like, don't you think they can win that game? Not to say they would, yeah. but you match up with Philly, you match up with San Francisco, you match up with any team in the NFC. I think the Cowboys can win. Any team in the NFL. Like, this team That's can probably play. fair. And I think that might be some of what we have to look at as a good to great team in this league. I understand we actually just got a text in on the truckwreck.com text line. 214. Cowboys are a good team, but not a great team. Great teams don't struggle against bad teams. Point me to all the great teams in the NFL. This league is... Yeah, I don't know. I think we have built, in some ways, in a vacuum, what we anticipate like a great team to do. It's I kind of uh, liken it to in the NBA where we do these things where it's like, yo, the top five player, and then you actually start listing them. It's like, oh, there's not that many... <laughs> There's not that many spots. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, since you mentioned the NBA on a Dallas winning day last night, Cowboys win, Stars win, Mavs win. Let's talk about the Mavs. They extend their winning streak to five. And is Christian Wood ready to ride shotgun with Luka? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a made three by Dinwiddie. Nope, he ends up giving it up. It's a give and go. Nilakina, boy, the ball, hot potato right now. They got to do something with it, and how about that for something? At the end of the shot clock, an alley-oop to a wide-open Christian Wood for the hammer. The Dallas Mavericks 
Part of the triumvirate of Metroplex victories mm. last night. Love to see it. With the Stars and Cowboys. In case you were confused, Cowboys did, in fact, win that game. What? We'll get back to that no more way. later. Don't worry. We got Jerry Jones coming up at 1030. But Mavericks beat the Rockets 129-114. Now, five-game winning streak, the longest of the season. Now, much like the Tennessee Titans, the Rockets are not the best team to <laughs> measure your success against. However, I will shout out, I know we're going to talk about them later, Minnesota Wild are a damn good team. So the Stars, we didn't go three for three against totally garbage Whole teams. Is, all right, so the Mavericks win 129-114. There is still buzz, obviously, about Luka, always about Luka. But there's still buzz in the circles that we know that maybe the Mavericks still aren't super keen on Christian Wood because of the overall defensive effort. So my first question for you is, the dynamic of Christian Wood's defense perplexes me to no end. Oh, man, you're not alone. He had four blocks in the first half yesterday. Mm-hmm. That is his eighth straight game with at least two blocks. So, like, from the rim protection kind of thought and aspect to it, that blocking aspect has been really good. But his general defense still feels like it's lacking. How do I balance those things in my brain? Yeah, defense isn't really a thing that can very well be uh, translated into stats, at least the counting stats that we're typically uh, right. tend to see on a box sheet. You can block shots, but if teams aren't afraid of going at you and if you're not changing shots then that's not going to do a ton. Also, if you got guys like Alper and Shangoon running right past you and dunking at the yes. rim, that's that's yes. not effective. If you're going to stop two possessions, but you're going to allow easy buckets, that doesn't really balance out for you as a team. So that's the thing about Christian Wood is it's not even that the high, like the high level isn't there. It's something that people are complaining about with the Cowboys is that there's inconsistency, right? You can get up and down, and you don't know which on you know which level of defensive aptitude you're going to get on any div, uh, any possession. So I think that is the what they're trying to find is that dependability defensively. But the thing, of, the fact of the matter is, I don't know that you can get that out of him necessarily. Okay, can we? I guess that's my question then. When I asked if Christian Wood is ready to ride shotgun with Luca, I know that's probably a better question for the Mavericks. Is can they put certain elements of that aside? Because small sample size, it's the sample size we have to work with. Sure. The last eight games. So essentially, when Christian Wood started starting. Mm-hmm. Mavericks are 6-2. and two. They've now won five straight games. Christian Wood is averaging 20.4 points, 9.2 rebounds, 2.6 blocks, and 1.8 assists in those games on 34 minutes a night. So, like, 20 a game, 9 rebounds, 2.5 blocks. That feels like what we all hoped would happen. Maybe one more board, but still. Like, we're nitpicking that. That feels like what you would hope for from Christian Wood when we made this deal. Yeah. I mean, you needed scoring alongside Luka Doncic, right? You let go of probably your second-best scorer oh, for in sure. the offseason yeah. by letting Jalen Brunson walk, and you needed to replace those those uh, points. Christian Wood can do that with the opportunity, and it feels like this team, whether by necessity or otherwise, has decided if you can't stop them on defense, if you can't do the defensive stuff that Jason Kidd would like, that Sean Sweeney would like, they will go to a place where they're like, let's just do this offense thing. You know who will help that? Christian Wood, a yes. big that can pick and roll, that can get to the rim, that can um, shoot threes. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, I think in some ways he's prepared to ride shotgun with them if you are willing to accept that this is kind of the way that you have to play, at least for the time being. And maybe 
the decision on extension is not giving him the four years and maybe finding a mid-tier ground of giving him like a two-year extension or an extension that does not cost nearly as much where at a later date maybe you can flip it or maybe you can find a way for everything to gel better. I see the team appeal in that. Uh Uh-huh. Where does the player appeal for that lie, do you think? The market. Okay, Because, look, Christian Wood, this is not the first time that Christian Wood has put up these types of numbers. That's true. It's one of the reasons why people got excited when you traded for Christian Wood. If I can play devil's advocate a little bit, would this not go down as the first time he's put up these kind of numbers in a winning scenario? Like, Um, how big of a difference do you think that makes? Because usually it's been for not so great teams. I think NBA teams can see the type of player that you are on a bad team or a good team. And I understand that, like, those factor in a little bit different. But I think also they see all of the aspects of the the defensive liabilities and all the, you know, how that works, the ways in which he was, you know, the team was trying to bench him in certain situations in winning time, you might say. Teams see that, and they're only going to want to give up what they want to give up. And I don't know that necessarily that's going to be something that the Mavs are looking for. But also, I think agents understand they have conversations around the league, and they'll understand about what his going rate is. Um, And I don't think that that's as high as the max extension that he's available for. Now, you were talking about just out-offensing teams, which... Since Christian Woods, sorry, I did not get the uh, offensive and defensive ratings factored in from last night, but in the five games prior, again, in the run of Christian Woods starting alongside with Luka, they had a 119.1 offensive rating and a 112.2 defensive rating. So your net rating of 6.9 is obviously anytime you get a positive net rating, you're going to feel good about that. But it kind of speaks to your point of, Let's just out-offense everyone. But if you find a way to win, I'll take it for now. Even though the Mavericks might be like, hey, we still need to play better defense. Well, I mean, considering your best defensive player, one of your best two defensive players is out for the foreseeable future, that might not be particularly viable. And Dorian's been out as well. Yes! You can't forget that as well. So, yeah. Uh, this this is a little bit of what you have to do right now, but also I don't know what other I don't know what curveball you go to. I don't know what other options you have, and that's the thing that's scary for like the larger um, prospect of the Mavs is going deep into the playoffs like they want to do. I don't know that you have the multiple ways to win. It is just the let us try and I was I would say track meet, but running is not necessarily their forte. Let, let's let's score points. Yeah, there was more pace last right. night, but I think you're right. And I did like this. I know they're I know they're joking from the four six nine. Luca only got thirty five points. What a bum! Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. I will tell you this is I Luca's ninety five points in the span of two games is the most I believe since darn it I had it in the back of my head is it's not the most all time because obviously Wilt had 100 but it's the most since I think Kobe's follow-up performance off of the 81 and so that is an impressive string of two games right there with 95 points and don't let it be no let it not be forgotten he had another triple double yeah light work 25 rebounds and assists combined like, don't let that be forgotten either. So, <laughs> so good I, I know we're talking about Christian Wood. I don't want to take it for granted that, like, oh, hey, this just in. Luca's amazing. I also wonder, and this might be a topic for another day, mm-hmm. is will the Mavericks benefit from what the Cowboys are is how many great teams are in your conference? Because I think if you look at the East, some people, or maybe a lot of people, will say Boston, Milwaukee, and now, quite frankly, maybe Brooklyn. I don't know if people put 
the Pelicans or the Grizzlies or the Nuggets in that category in the West. So no, I, there's not standouts, but there's a whole mess of dudes. There yes. are teams that are pretty damn good. And so I'm kind of curious about that same dynamic is could the Mavericks benefit from maybe not a top-heavy conference, and that will benefit them going forward. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Cowboys are victorious mm. over the Titans. Coming up next, let's talk with Cowboys owner and GM Jerry Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. Brought to you by Ford. Built for Texas. Built for you. It is the Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager, Jerry Jones. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Kevin. Reggie, good to be on with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I I know y'all have bigger aspirations, so I am kind of curious with the win First back-to-back 12-win seasons in 27 years. Does that feel like an accomplishment? Or are you like, yeah, I got other stuff in mind? No. It was like an accomplishment, and we do have other stuff in mind. So uh, that's the difference. But uh, uh, we would uh, certainly have taken this uh, when we started the year. Uh, but uh, we've got uh, every opportunity because of the old ones uh, to really uh, uh, do some things that we haven't done in years, and that is we not only are going to be in the playoff, but we want to be playing well when we get there. We want to be as uh, healthy as we can be when we get there, and we want to have anticipated uh, what our competition is going to be bringing at the playoff level, and uh, I think we've given ourselves a chance to do that. Now, when you talk about the health of the team, I think we were all just a little bit nervous, held our breath. I'm sure you did as well when it looked like Dak was uh, hobbling around on his knee just a little bit. Do you have any idea what happened and what the status is there? No, uh, but he's in good shape. I I don't know what happened. Uh, He may have hyperextended a little bit. Uh, I knew uh, almost immediately we were uh, checking with the uh, team and checking with the sideline, and we knew he was going to be good. Now, Jerry, obviously as we talk about health concerns, Tyler Biotish was carted off in this game. Do we have any updates on him? No, but I'm hopeful that uh, I don't have that officially, but I'm hopeful that uh, it may not be as bad as we think, but we'll see uh, again how he responds. Uh, he's going to be in for a few days rest, but uh, uh, hopefully we will have a better of it than it might have looked. And also, I mean, you were talking about trying to play your best football this time of year. I understand that you ultimately get the win here and you cover the spread, which I'm not sure how concerned you are personally about that. But um, there's there is a portion of this fan base that's still wary of this team's ability to win in the playoffs. What do you say to try and like calm those fears? Well, I think that uh, uh, we just need to go back to that 12 win year at this juncture. Uh, We, of course, have uh, got a few days here that we can spare uh, to get some people healthy. And uh, between now and the time we play again, play that Rose at Washington team. But uh, I think we uh, we ought to look at the um, uh, the the fact that uh, uh, we've really got a chance to uh, take everything that has happened to us. We've certainly had uh, our challenges, uh, but we've overcome them. I think that's a big thing about the playoffs is having overcome them. And I think uh, we've got a chance to have this ready to go. 
uh, I look at the health, but more importantly, I look at the amount of play time that uh, a lot of our players have as we've gone through the season. And uh, I think that'll bode us well in the playoffs. The play time of the entire squad, our depth, I think that's going to be good for us in the playoffs. Hey, Jerry, I know we want to get back to the game, but I was kind of curious. What did you think? We all saw the debut of the Arctic Cowboy white uniforms for this game. What were your thoughts on seeing those out on the field? Snazzy. <laughs> and I thought it was a good place to uh, uh, show them off there in the entertainment capital that Nashville is. And uh, uh, But I thought it worked good. We had it to ourselves uh, there on the Thursday night. And uh, all of that was a positive, and uh, I'll tell you, it was a, a hard game. It was a uh, we had uh, really we had to uh, go uh, draw down and, and ourselves as a team and uh, win that game. Uh, they played outstanding for the circumstances. Uh, I'm talking the Titans, and gave us all we wanted. But it was great to come out of there with a win. Thank. I think a lot of us have been impressed, and I have to admit, I've been a little surprised at the contributions of T.Y. Hilton. I know it's only been a couple of games, but what have you thought about his addition and play thus far? I think every time you uh, he goes out for a, for a snap, uh, you see that experience. And you see uh, uh, he's made big plays. He's made big plays in big games. Uh, and he hadn't lost anything. And uh, he's a real addition. And uh, he's not only, as, as has been stated, he's not only great for Dak and great for uh, that particular series, he's great for the other receivers as well. He has a lot of respect. And uh, that's going to really pay dividends because people uh, uh, recognize that he's on the field and they'll have to address him. And it, when they do, that'll leave it open for Lamb and Gallup and our other receivers. And it will also help us with some of the things we do uh, uh, with our running game. It'll help us out of the backfield with some of our pads to our running backs. Overall, it's quite an addition, and we're going to use it. Now, speaking of other receivers, it seemed absurd to a lot of us, but I would love to get your thoughts when – T.O. and his agent said they had reached out to you. Did you hear from Terrell Owens, and do you have any thoughts about all of that? I've never talked to, I've never talked to him or his agent and uh, will not seriously consider it. Okay. We're talking to, but I've never talked to him. We're talking to Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones right here on 105 Through the Fan. Now, Jerry, I mean, your team has seen quite an uptick in turnovers over the last few weeks. And, of course, you mentioned how you've been able to win despite that. But do you have concerns about the way this team has turned the ball over of late? Well, the ones that uh, are, uh, frankly, uh, uh, caused by uh, some pretty uh, uh, different type uh, play uh, balls that hit our receivers and flip up for the uh, for the interception, those don't concern me. Uh, now, uh, a concentration by the players and, and focusing on uh, uh, how to how, uh, focusing on that issue, you always want that concentration. Those don't concern me though, and that's been about half of them. The ones that just pop out that uh, uh, just if you might look at it and say for Dak, that's a uh, that's really not an interception on Dak. Uh, the ones that are are more in his judgment range 
uh, we threw a lot of balls there last night. And uh, I'm really confident that as we go forward or finish with Washington, then we get on into the playoffs at Dax judgment is the thing that will cause to win, uh, not limit us in winning the games. And so uh, I feel that, uh, that we will uh, be able to really compete in spite of this rash of turnovers we've had. Hey, Jerry, I'm hoping you can bear with us and maybe we can call you right back or you can call us right back. We're getting a lot of breakup like on that last answer. So I'm going to see if we can reconnect really quick. Okay, well, let me get it. But you don't want to try to call me back and because we might not get back. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, I think Great. That... We might not get back. So I pre- I'm, I'm sorry that we're having this problem. I'm, I'm a long way from you. But uh, having said that, I feel like that uh, the type of turnover that we should be concerned about, uh, the one that uh, looks like it might reoccur, some of these turnovers are just really happenings that uh, you, you really don't plan on dealing with time in, time out flipping the ball in the air with once it's hit the receiver in the hands, those type of things. The kind of turnovers that you should be concerned about, judgment turnovers, the judgment turnovers, I feel great that we've got a quarterback that can look past those and execute without those turnovers. Are the... I don't think that will beat us in the playoffs. I do not think turnovers will beat us in the playoffs. If we have them, they will. But I don't think it's going to be a, that's going to be the issue in the playoffs. Are the kind of flukier turnovers that you talked about, like the deflections or the drops or anything like that, do you think that's contributed to some of the slower first-half starts then? Well, any turnover, any turnover is a setback. And uh, they count just like the ones that aren't fluky. Uh, but I don't believe we have to set our sail and work around planning on having those kinds of turnovers. Uh, I've got to believe, and I believe because of Dak and because of his experience and because of his judgment and because of skill set, I've got to believe those uh, 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 turnovers will not keep us from being and having winning games in the playoffs. All right, I was curious, the decision right before we heard Mike McCarthy on the pregame that Tony Pollard wanted to play, but Mike McCarthy thought best long-term look was for him to go ahead and sit this game out. I'm kind of curious how that decision gets made for Pollard versus Micah Parsons, who we saw out there with the club fist, and obviously he ended up having a huge impact on the game. Well, one was uh, in the hand uh, that we could basically uh, work to uh, cast up and protect. And the other one was with your legs. And uh, and uh, uh, Pollard at his position uh, probably is more sensitive uh, than uh, in this particular case uh, uh, with uh, Parsons on his hand. Uh, but I think you uh, most of the time, uh, the player decides if I can go or not. And under the circumstances, we thought uh, not tonight. Uh, we could very well have him for Washington, though, and I looked to. But even then, uh, I'm not as concerned about that injury. How big of a Saints fan are you going to be this weekend <laughs> to hopefully keep this division race going? 
Well, uh, 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 put me in, you know, we've always had quite a rivalry with the uh, because our East Texas fan base. Uh, and uh, certainly we, when they're not playing, we have a lot of fans down in Louisiana. This is one time that I'm going to be rooting for my home team, Shreveport. Here we go. Now, Jerry, I mean, obviously you, you finally got an interception from, for uh, rookie Nashawn, or not rookie, but your cornerback, Nashawn Wright. How, how gratifying was it to see him get that grab uh, last night? Well, I knew uh, that, uh, of course, it was an outstanding play that you can make with his skill set, and that's always been the thing for him. Uh, once he gets his confidence, once he gets his technique that you get with uh, more experience, then his skill set, his height, his length would make him a unique corner for us. Uh, I think that's coming, and I was proud to see him get it. I was curious, during the broadcast last night, Kirk Herbstreit said that Dak and CD might have the best connection or chemistry going in the NFL right now. He passes 100 catches for the season. We There was so much discussion before the year started about CD Lamb's ability as a number one. What have you thought about his play, I guess especially over like the last four to six weeks or since Dak has come back? Well, uh, C.D. Lamb has always had such such expectations from uh, everyone, the fans, most of all himself. Uh, it's great to see him uh, that uh, come to fruition. He ha- he is a extremely hard worker. He's highly intelligent, uh, and he does have unique after catch skills. Uh, that should develop into the kind of receiver that he aspires to be. And, uh, boy, he couldn't uh, be developing it with a coordinated uh, quarterback passing combo of him as receiver and Dak as quarterback uh, that you could ask for. Uh, I'm thrilled to death with that. And I was thrilled to see Gallup, and I'm trying not trying to get ahead of you, but Gallup had a top game last night. You had that uh, T.Y. Hilton, and this, these guys are coming together at the right time as we're going into the playoffs. Since the Cowboys did play last night, and y'all don't have a game this weekend, since we were talking about local teams, you going to catch up on a little Fiesta Bowl, see TCU try to advance in the college football playoff? Listen, I'm a great uh, collegiate fan, as you could imagine, and I'm so excited about what the Frogs have done. And, yes, I'm going to be right there burning a hole in it, uh, looking at them to have the success they deserve. And then the last thing I was curious about, we've talked about this on the show, New Year's is coming up. Are you a believer in the New Year's resolution, or do you just want to change something whatever day of the year it is? Well, I've always got a lot of things that I want to do better uh, or that I don't want to do as much of. And so um, uh, I've, um, I, I think I've, uh, uh, that resolution has helped me uh, be more determined and uh, I give my thoughts out loud to people close to me. And so uh, at least they know I realize those uh, flaws that I'm well aware of them. Well, we appreciate the time. As always, good sir. Congratulations. Go Cowboys. Go TCU. Go Saints. You bet, guys. And let's have a great football weekend coming up here. Great to be on with you. 
There you go. Jerry Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan. And, yes, I also noticed the amazing power play of not going to hang up the phone (laughs) because we might not be able to reconnect. I still want to know what that means. I... You know what? He might be drawn into something else. Mm. I I don't know, but I wanted to keep the interview going, and he's like, you know what? We're gonna fix this. That's right. And I, but I respect the power play. There are not a lot of people that I can think of that I would be talking to, and I was like, yeah, I can't hang up the phone, or I won't be able to call you back. And they'd be like, the hell you can't. And I'd be like, okay, you're right. Hold on, let me. I'll I'll call you right back. But with Jerry Jones, I get that. And I, a couple people ask this. If he seemed frustrated this morning, I I don't know if I necessarily took that away. I feel like he spoke to, if he was frustrated, what that frustration might be is, I prefer to focus on the 12 wins. Yeah. And we still have something to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. And I I asked that question for a reason because, I mean, we've had so many conversations, both the morning show and already in this very, uh, very short show thus far. Um, about like the ways in which people view this team right now. And obviously there's the back-to-back 12-win seasons that you're pointing to, but there's also a lot of folks that have concerns about whether they can win in the in the playoffs. And so I wanted to take that to the man that everybody, everybody wants to ask about these things. And I think that frustration comes through because he's the one working, or I mean, as far at least, you know, as the general manager and owner to try and win these games. From the 817 I think he got mad about the T.O. question. I promised Bobby and Sean that we would ask that question. I really wanted to ask that question because I was also going to throw in, like, well, if you can't get T.O., are you going to get Michael Irvin back out here? (laughs) You know? Which, uh, yeah, what's Jerry Rice up to? Surely he can go ahead and get something going. Is... I no, I didn't think he was frustrated, and but he that was a definitive answer on that. He was like, I did not talk to either one of those guys. Or in this the turnovers. Run. The turnovers was also something that he was fairly definitive on. Okay, and that is that's interesting because I get his point is you're not planning on like the deflection or the drop passes. Like, how are you supposed to scheme that better? Sure. Hey, catch the ball. Like, sure, that's what I'm trying to do. But I thought his point was interesting about, hey, we did make a poor decision in this game. Or, hey, we did have the botched snap. And he's focusing on those kinds, which I think is a fair way to divide it up. Now, it's frustrating when you see all three of those happen rapid fire. But I thought it was an interesting point as he goes, those are the turnovers that will make you lose in the playoffs, not the other ones. Which is a fascinating way to look at that. Right. And the fact that he said definitively, turnovers will not beat us in the playoffs. I, I find that fascinating because I think if you point to if you ask uh, fans what could be the demise of this Cowboys team in the playoffs, turnovers will come up very quickly. And and that's the part where and I know we had moved on to something else. I think that's the part where I kind of I disagreed with him at first, but then he brought up that turnovers are always a setback. Is because mm. I, I I wonder how much like give this team has in terms of how much they can absorb a turnover you know like if you have three turnovers in a playoff game sure I also understand that you're probably cooked but I wonder if you go up against 49ers Philadelphia Eagles whatever the case might be how many of those turnovers like intentional or forced or unforced you're going to be able to absorb but the other thing that we did bring up was New Year's resolutions and where do you guys fall on the New Year's resolution? 877-881-1053. Do you need 
January 1st to make it happen? Do you just decide I'm making a change on a Tuesday? Where where do y'all fall on this? Uh, I'm I'm somebody that I appreciate how endpoints offer an opportunity for reflection. Sure. So I like that, but I'm not somebody who's tied to the idea that I need to make a change at this point. I if I if I decide that I need to make a change on a Tuesday, then that's when we're that's when we're doing it. So I, New Year's resolutions don't end up being a thing for me in particular. Now, Joey, I want to get your answer, mm-hmm. but I also almost got distracted because I saw a commercial for Yellowstone, and I I thought should we do a segment where we make New Year's resolutions for other people? Ooh, because I my like mine would absolutely be get Taylor Sheridan a competent editor, like get him somebody. He's like, hey. We don't need 18 country music concerts in every episode. Come Let's on. figure this out. And everybody loves it. I don't know if you can say everybody. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, I'm sure there are people that love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just when, when I see that episode that's an hour and 21 minutes, I'm like, here we go. And of course, you know. We got country music and a beautiful landscape. Yeah. Hey, that's all we need. Me? It's like country, uh, what is it, B- Big Little Lies? Is that the one? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the same thing. There are elements of that show that were great. But there were also elements of like, look at this view off a cliff in California. I was like, I got it. I got it last time and the time before that. You what? sure you don't want 45 yes, seconds of beach? I am sure about okay. that. All right. So much so that in the last episode of Yellowstone, I went even went back, timed it out. There's three and a half minutes where nothing happened except a <laughs> five second conversation that was not particularly relevant to moving the story along. All right, Joey. Sorry yes. for that diversion. It's okay. <laughs> How do you feel about New Year's resolution? Um, Mine should be to chill out, but believe it or not, Joey, I'm, not gonna w- happen. I'm way more chill than I used to be. I know that seems unlikely. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, never been big on the New Year's resolutions. Uh, I've always seen it as more of just like a, I don't know, like a trend that people just like to do, but they're never going to stick to it. I just feel like there's not a lot of self-accountability in the whole thing. So I I, I guess I'm kind of on the same wavelength as Reggie where it's like, if I'm going to make a change, I'll go ahead and do it. Would you uh, like wait? Would you like to see some sort of punishment system instituted (laughs) for people who do not hold by their resolutions? I think we could work on something. Do you think punishments actually make people like do stuff? Yeah, some people. Oh, there's a story here. Please <laughs> no, elaborate. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm scared of my dad. I, oh, okay. I thought, <laughs> especially when I was little, you got to be careful. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? Okay, thank you. At least one person for the 817. We don't need that 20-minute montage of a rodeo. And it'd be different if it was just in one episode. It's like every episode. So, sorry. I know that's not really what we're talking Country. about. Country. But, yes, because I still like the show, but then there are times when I'm like, what are we even doing right now? Like, seriously, what are we doing? All right, so no changes lined up? Nothing. Okay. Also, I think you know me. Like, planning ahead, not really one of my fortes. All right, so I'm not going to get on the get right the Atatula adjustment as a new segment. We'll see. Because that's the resolution I've been pushing for Reggie for a long time, and he said no. All right, Joey, no resolutions set up. Um, if there is one, I'll, I'll play into it. It would be to read more. Oh, I think I need to, nice. you know, read more books. What kind of books expand are you the vocab. Yeah. Uh, I like fictional books, correct? Mm-hmm. Is those mm-hmm. the ones that are facts? Right. What? That, that's or what? No. Or Have you never heard Mike's like <laughs> I'm, I'm, bizarre <laughs> rant about this? No. Yeah, because he's like, well, f- if fiction, it starts with an F, like factual, mm-hmm. and so that should be. And he said nonfiction makes it sound like it's not factual, and so he thinks they're flipped. 
True story. It's a big deal, Reggie. I, <laughs> I know this is an audio medium, but I'm speechless. Well, I, because we were doing NFL fact or fiction, and then he all, he goes, "Well, which one is the true one?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, wait, what?" And he goes, "Don't you always think fiction means real?" And I said, what? "No, no, I don't." But that is that is what he. Oh my goodness! I look. I love Mike. He's because, he's a treasure. Who would have? Who would expect that that would come up? That anybody would say something like that? There are sometimes people ask if the show's planned out. I was like, "There's a run sheet," wild but card. like in terms of what gets said in the segment, I'm frequently astonished as Complete well. Complete wild card. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider Mickey Spagnola right here on 105.3 The Fan. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.